I know the world's my oyster, but I'm just getting on the tube. I know, I, try to, I like to try to be, to remain a little, a little reclusive, a little reclusive, and not be just, and be out there, you know, just, you know, to be, to be brought up and be brought down, you know, like they do to, do to most of them. They turn on you. Here and there, here and there. I want to read a text message that I got the other day about the podcast. I'll read it top to bottom. Wow. What do you know about art, lol? Tell me who wrote the first ever artist manifesto. Who started futurism, dadaism? Where did Tracy Emmons study? Man, I've studied art my whole life and I'm so intrigued why you are doing this. You're so wrong on so many levels about art. You're, not t- you're talking about politics, not art. You need to read your art history. I love you, but I don't agree with you at all. You're smart, but you're coming from a space of knowledge and immaturity. These theories shape art thought. I'm proud of you for being real, but talk this in a space around artists. They'll nail you to the wall, trust me. You're going to do amazing things, but hold down the arrogance. You're on the right track, but you need to get your head around real art. My friends are real artists. So, this confuses me if I'm completely honest with you. If you have studied art, you will know that there is no universal right or wrong. As someone who studies art, that person should be ashamed of themselves for even hitting me up and saying that whatever we are trying to do with this podcast is wrong and is coming from a place of immaturity. So obviously after that, I did my research to make sure that my argument wasn't invalid and I've been reading artist manifestos and if we wrote down this podcast and if we wrote down all the beliefs that I believe, that Fredwave believe and that everybody who's going to come on this show believes, that shit would look exactly like any artist manifesto that ever fucking had been written. An artist manifesto is basically a set of rules that people have to follow to ensure that everything, every piece of art is quality. Sorry, but in our generation, art has been diminished and reduced the importance of so much that we don't have nobody to lead an artist manifesto for, for our generation or our culture. Because no one cares that much. So I don't understand why anyone would send that message in spite because of Kids who are trying to fucking do good. We're trying to write the artist manifesto for 2016. We're trying to give people the guidelines and help people figure it out and make people believe that they can make substantial and worthy art in 2016. In a generation and in a climate where people don't really care about it that much, or at least our generation don't. And it just... just, It just upsets me that someone would say, my friends are real artists. Like what we're trying to do and the way we're we're expressing ourselves is not real art. It sickens me. Imagine telling a girl who can't find her place in the world that the only way she can express herself through dance is not real art because she doesn't follow no fucking rules from 1920 or like 1949. Imagine telling a young boy who has been systematically oppressed for the first half of his life that the music that he is making to counteract that and express how that makes him feel, that that's not real art. Imagine telling a fucking child that has been abused that the paintings or the songs 
or the dances or the words that they speak, the only way they can express themselves is not real art because they don't know where fucking Tracy Emin studied. Fuck that shit. Shit pisses me off. These are the worst kind of people. Don't listen to these kind of people that tell you what you're doing is not real or is not credible. The kind of people that sit in classrooms and tables and try and fucking come up with theories and books around why people make art. People make art to express themselves. There is no right or wrong way to express yourself as long as it's wholehearted, genuine and authentic and comes from a place of expression and nothing else. Don't listen to the people that write books about artists. Listen to the artists talk about artists. And that is why this podcast exists. No more theories about art. No more third party opinions. No more third party perspectives. No more white people sat around desks publishing books without any articulation from an artist or any input from an artist. So You Want to Be an Artist is a podcast where you can hear it straight from the horse's mouth and you have to listen to people who aren't artists, who don't create, who don't express themselves. And the only time they do express themselves is when they're trying to put somebody else down who's trying to do it properly. This podcast is going to be a time capsule. People are going to look back on this when the artists have gone on from this podcast and have done incredible life-changing things in the world and they're going to listen to these interviews and they're going to be able to see the kind of stuff that they was going through before all the good stuff that they did if podcasts were around when Andy Warhol was tearing up the scene when John Michael Basquiat when Madonna was coming up Michael Jackson was coming up if we had a podcast from Tupac If we had all of these people, Sofia Abramovich, before she was smashing it, when she was just a younger. Imagine if we had those time capsules to go back. And they could see that they go through the exact same things that we're going through at this stage. The preliminary stage before something great where you're just trying to figure it out and believe in yourself. And you've got people texting your phone trying to shoot you down. Trying to tell you that what you're doing is not right and it's not real art. This podcast is the time capsule for that. And that is what we're capturing. That's the energy we're capturing. The uncertainty, the unity between artists trying to help each other figure it out. The collaboration. The collective consciousness of artists that are going to help each other just be better. In our generation, we have the next Tupac. We have the next Warhol. We have the next Bowie. We have the next Sofia Abramovich. We have the next Basquiat. Our generation has those equivalents. And this podcast is just trying to help them see that greatness in themselves. (sighs) Shit makes me so fucking mad. Anyway, man is feeling very revolutionary after that text message. Um, Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to get into a song for my next guest and I'm going to have a chat.
can fly far, far away. I kinda find it hard to separate the truth from the lies. Sat with false prophets who congregate and prophesy the fate of human beings. With a distorted eye, I've been searching, searching, searching high and low. This week's guest, someone that I'm a huge fan of, uh, lucky to call herself a friend of. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes by the name of Quezzy Darko, aka Blue Daisy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, the first question that I ask everybody that comes on this podcast is, "What is art?" Different now. It's a mad one, you know. What is art? Um, in my eyes, well, in my opinion, I mean, you have to look at it this way. Art is different in everybody's, I mean, everybody lies. Like, I mean, someone's vision of art would be different from mine. But me, it's just a, um, having the freedom to express myself. You know what I mean? Like, and expressing it in a way where 
I can have other people relate or have other people understand I mean what I'm what I'm trying to show them like whether it's through me like writing poetry or me actually like making a beat like I want like for me art is that platform where I could just freely express myself fully and hope that I'll be able to connect with people out there who have the same who are, who are like-minded as well you know what I mean in that, in that sense so what what do you think makes you the artist that you are um I don't know mate <laughs> you know what yeah like I'm just I always see it as a thing where like I've been I've been blessed man like what makes me the artist I am is my personal experiences. I mean, my personal, like my personal way of living. Like that's the only way I can look at these things. Like as an artist, is like you can't. I can't be anyone else, but me. And the only way I'm gonna be me is, you know, making my own mistakes and, you know, like making my own decisions based on my. I mean, my thought. You said you was blessed. What, what was the blessing? I'm blessed in the sense that I'm not a trained musician. You know what I mean? I'm not like a I think I don't come from like a musical family. Like I'm not around I'm not like my brother's not like some mad keyboardist or my dad was not like some top boy drummer or nothing. like none of that, do you know what I mean? It's like I didn't I'm not I'm I haven't trained as a musician but somehow I could sit behind the piano and play like on Beethoven. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, I just feel like it, it, it was. I'm blessed because, like, the background and the environment I came from, I could have been anywhere. I mean, I could have been anywhere, but for some unknown, I mean, outer world reason, like, music, like, took me out of that path and put me onto a different path, and it, what, kept, it kept it kept my. It kept, it kept me focused. What path? What path was I going to go down? Mm. Boy, <laughs> yeah, it, it was nuts. <laughs> it was nuts. Like, like, put it this way, like one of my brethren, when I was in secondary school, like one of my brethren was trying to like predict when it all like us man were gonna die and that. I got to the youngest age. How <laughs> old? Man predicted I was gonna die at the age of eighteen. I was like, ah, oh, really? Like, like that? But yeah, no, like I've been back in those times though. When someone would say that to you, how would that make you feel? You know what though, like at that time, like really and truly, like the way I was, the way I was living. If I had died at the age of eighteen, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, yeah, I, I was, I was on the roads. Like I was on the roads. I was rolling stupid, man. And like, I am not out here trying to say, oh yeah, I was like some mad gangster on that and nah, but I definitely lived like a very intense road life and. I've got the scars to prove it. Like that's, I've been, I've been down that hard route, and um, yeah, like music came, that like, music actually came. Like that, it turned me into a hermit. Can you identify that moment that kind of switched your perspective? Well, that that moment that I switched my perspective is deep. I don't know. If I want to say this on <laughs> on air, but yeah, it got. It was on my 18th birthday. That, imagine people say, "Yeah, you're like eighteen birthdays, a big thing, a big thing." Like, yeah, my eighteen birthday, I'll never forget that. Like, it was nuts. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, we only want the realness here. Because <laughs> there might be someone who will go through the exact same situation that needs you to say what you're going to say. Yeah, boy. If you want to say it. Put it this way. All right, cool. Like, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be honest with the whole thing. It's like, yeah, I was, like I said, I was, I was in a mad place like, in my teenage years. I used to roll around with, like, like knives and whatnot, whatnot. So you get me? What? And um, my 18th birthday... Like my brother set up like a little surprise kind of party thing or whatever and he's like oh yeah that like he had my girlfriend at the time came around her sister like it was like a family thing that like came around and i used to take time i used to take time in the shower probably still do but like yeah i used to take like ages in the shower and that and um yeah like i come out and he's just going oh yeah trying to ask me what i want to do and i was just like yeah, yeah you know what i don't I don't care, I don't care. And it turned into some big thing. And um two twos it kinda of just escalated to a point where I pulled out a knife on my brother and went at him. Like to actually uh, do you know what I mean launch at him to stab my own brother. Like it's my older brother, it's my flesh and blood, like the guy who's like protected me. Like he's been there for me and at that moment in time I saw red. Like, it was like no one, whoever was around me at that time, I didn't care for. Like, my younger sisters were there. Jamie, like, my girlfriend at the time was there. Like, family, like, they see me just flip out like that and pull out a knife from my own flesh and blood. And that's when, like, the turning point came. I was like, rah, like, if I could do that to my own flesh and blood, just, I need to stop now. Or I really am going to kill someone. Oh, Jeremy, I'm gonna really harm, harm somebody, and um, yeah, that point came, like that changing point came where it was like, I need to just stop everything I'm doing, like stop the blaze. I was smoking a hell of a lot of skunk at that time as well, to so stop stop smoking all that and just cut everything down, and um, I actually went into plumbing, like I trained up as a plumber, then went back to college. After I realised I did not like this lifestyle as a plumber because I was working on the was working on the, um, the Olympic Olympic site. When At least we know that we can call up Blue Daisy if you ever need your sink yeah, to I don't, be fixed. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know how good my skills are now. I ain't, I ain't used them for a hot minute, but yeah. And um, then I went into I went back to um, education and studied law for like two years, two and a half years, but I dropped out of that to focus on music music has been the one thing since I've actually got into it it's been the one thing that kept me that kept my interest right it's always been a challenge I'm someone who needs a challenge in life like I hate being comfortable like I hate that and music gives me that I mean that platform to always challenge myself well those times when you were younger did you ever feel like your perspective wasn't valid or like, if you felt like you had something to say, nobody was going to care about whatever it was you had to say or how you saw things? Or was that even a thought in your head? No. When I was young, I didn't give a shit about nothing. <laughs> like, I was just out like, I actually generally didn't give a shit. Like, so do you think that you just, you stop acting, you just react to everything? Like, you stop even becoming like a part of anything you just become a reaction to everything you know what it is like i've never i when like i've never been a part of anything like even when i was 
like rolling around on the road. I didn't roll with like a crew. Like I knew people, I knew people, yeah, but I never rolled with a crew. Because like, I always saw things differently from people. Like if I had guys who are, I have like brothers who are, like we where my estate is, where I grew up, my estate where I grew up, literally on the other side, you've got like houses owned by Sven Goran, Goran Eriksson, George Michael, like Regis Park Estate, like Chester Terrace, Park Village East, freaking million, multi-million pound houses. Do you know what I mean? Then you got the working class estate that I grew up in. You get me? And like, I used to, like my brothers would go out there and robbing guys, you get me? Like going because they've got, they got it. Do you know what I mean? But I always kind of, even though there was times when, yeah, obviously, your man went out there and did the thing, but like there was times, there was a time where, I mean, every time I did it, it was like I still saw another side of it. I thought, raw, but they've got that because they work for it. Get me? Like, but you had people in the ends who did never, who would never understand that. And brothers I knew who would never understand that. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, nah, man. It's like, the government's the one that's holding us back and, do you know what I mean? Like, the white man is the one who's doing this and rare to turn. It's like, bro, that's a human being, just like you're a human being. Like, I ain't going to let that guy hold me back. Do you know what I mean? And more time when I was younger, yeah, I was classed as a failure. Bro, I fucking, I flunked my GCSEs. Do you know what I mean? Like, I did, I, it was disgusting. Like, all that time messing around in the school, being the school clown and just like getting in trouble and thinking, yeah, I'm a bad boy. Like had the chicks just there, like, yeah, 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 the cool guy in school. Got GCSEs. Man flopped. I see a couple of brothers who I who was running like mad around with who were passing like nothing. And I remember my mum always used to tell me, she's like, ah, oh, you carry on playing the way you're playing. Watch your friends. They go home, they do their homework and they're going to come out of like good grades and that. I used to be like, nah, everyone's like me, man. Nah, everyone's like me. Nah. Like, brothers are going home, definitely reading books. Because guys were coming out of A's and, like, B, A stars and B's and shit. I was coming out of my highest grade was what? In, probably in drama. I got B in drama. I fucking get B in drama anyway. Like, I'm sick of acting. <laughs> it's mad. So you said that when you was younger, you was a bit of, like, a... You still had that your own unique perspective and you still had... You clash with people because you saw things the way you saw them, and you were kind of like a lone, lone wolf, or whatever. The now you is like the complete opposite of that because the only way we know each other is because one day you just randomly DM me out of the blue and was like, "Yo, roll through the studio." It's like, why did you? Why did you do that? Um, I like finding like-minded people. Mm. Like I, I'm a man who. I connect with energies. I say it all the time to people around me, like my strong thing is energies. Like if your energy is wrong, I can't I can't roll with you. I can't be around you. Like I can't pretend to like someone or do you know what I mean I'll be civil. If I don't like you, I'll be civil. But don't think I'm gonna be at it just like do you know what I mean pretend to be patty patty with you like I and like me hitting you up was based on the fact that I'm looking at like what you're doing I'm thinking right like this guy like he's you're picking out certain tunes and like like doing that Friday the Friday finds thing I'm looking through I've dated back this and looking through I'm thinking yo that man has got a vision like you've got like you know what I mean you've got a vision and you don't find that like you can't find that too tough nowadays like it's like everyone's following trends 
Everyone's trying to fit in somewhere. Everyone wants to be that the guy, the cool kid. But they're going about it the wrong way because they're just following another cool kid. You get me? It's like when I'm finding people who are actually just yo, I'm I'm searching, I'm digging like deep into the freaking the abyss of the internet right now. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm 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 finding like gems that no one people are just overlooking because for some unknown reason they're not cool. I mean, they're not what's in at the moment. Like, and that, yeah, with what you were doing, it was, I just felt that energy. It was like, yeah, like, you're not trying to, and in considering that you're working at SBTV, like, you, like, you, in my mind, and I guess if anyone else is, you would be looking at it thinking, raw. Oh, they must be on the mainstream team. Like, if you're, like, creative director at SBTV, you must be on the mainstream team. Like, you must be, like, following the little mixes and that like no offense obviously like they do the thing but like they'll be following like that but really or just following the urban scene but it's like where your mind was at it was like from what i was seeing from the from just online presence like i was like yeah i want to i want to meet you in person because mm. i can't really judge the character mm. online i want to meet you in person so that like, cool like from what you're doing already i'm like yeah i'm feeling it come through let's link up let's see let's, let's see what I go on like, and why do you think it's important to build that community of like minded people because I've been saying what one of my realisations this week was was that success is literally just a chain of people who believe in each other mm. like let's say I'm in my room and I'm making music or whatever all I have to do is show that to one person who's going to believe in it because they have someone that believes in them somewhere along the line or they're going to find someone that believes in them like the way that you might believe in this podcast there's people that believe in you as well so inherently they're going to start believing in me and you just start building the ecosystem of people that really fucking believe in each other and really want to push it wholeheartedly like so that's been my realisation that you can take over but before you do that, you have to build your community of people who think like you, or at least think in this with the same energy yeah, as you. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think it's important to build that community? Because like in that community, people are gonna be true. Mm. Get me? There's no kind of like there's no egos. Like where you're building, where you're building from the ground up, and you've got people like you've got people who believe in what you're doing they, they, they're going to be there they're going to be there do you know what I mean they're going to help you they're going to help spread the word and get you to the people that they feel like you need to need to be reaching you get me and like yeah man personally me personally it's like I feel like yeah man we we who are not followers need to come together in order like to be able to I mean put confidence in the next I'll say next um, up and comers I mean the next generation who want to try and do something different that like, we need to that leaders need to be together to show them and say yo like as numbers we are power you get me but at the same time we're individuals why can't I identify anywhere that does that why has no one thought of that before like if you can give me one example of that I'll be surprised Maybe of, what, of like of like a community of a yeah of a community because of it we have the internet now of people that push each other wholeheartedly mm. that embraces individuality that makes everyone want to be better and uh, bottom line of it 
just being fans of each other like you can be friends or whatever colleagues peers etc yeah you know what it is though it's like like I said again internet it's a different world man internet's not like you ain't catching real people on that like really really mm. like it's, a, it's like the human interaction is what I'm I'm all, all about having personal interaction with you get me like, I can't talk to you on the internet and we're just like I'm gonna say yeah you're my you're my Cody like yeah, yeah. bro you know Oh, I'm gonna like obviously you find people online and you say yeah I'm gonna support you yeah I'm gonna do that like I'm working with an American rapper like Ishmael Raps he ain't really dropped nothing yet but I support him 100% you get me like, we have that connection it's like get across the way 100% but I never met him I ain't met him in person yet I ain't met him in person yet he might buy me in person he might be a whole different brother but from when we're talking that's my that for me that's my family but like on the internet we're so clouded like there's there's nothing yeah, there's nothing out there that I could look at and say, yo, that's a genuine support of this um, movement. Mm. Nah. Like, one of the movements I have to respect, I give, like, super mad respect to is Lil Sims and what she's doing with, like, the Space Age stuff. You get me? Like, the UK don't want to really want to hear Sims, like, the way they should be hearing Sims. Like, she's out here, like, pushing pushing like I'm talking like this girl's just she you know what I mean like she's showing man them that yo I don't need your co-sign I don't need you to come and nah it's just all of it's me look I'm giving you me this is the real me here like I ain't trying to be yeah yeah I'm I'm the next like what what no what no not I'm the next little Sims you get me like and when I look at her it's mad inspiration I remember like we had a we played a show together not too long ago, like in um, just like end of last year in Antwerp. And just watching her on stage, like it's the first time I've seen her. I think it's the first time I actually seen Sims properly. I've seen her on foreign ground and seen how she reps the UK. But she reps it on her own, like her own back, like Space Age. Like that's them. That's their movement. You get me? Like they've got a community. They support each other. Like when something drops from either any of them. Like they out there going, yeah, yeah, till it out. Like they they out here, like just supporting each other. Uh, yeah, and, I do rate that. And building that. You get me? It's the same thing. And you look at TDE. We want to go bigger scale to go TDE. TDE have had that same thing. Like when TDE first came out, I remember when I first heard Kendrick years ago. I was thinking, raw, this is mad. Like hearing Kendrick, then I saw Jay, I heard J Rock, and I thought, right, right, cool. Absol. It's like, oh god. It literally destroyed this camp. This is mad. And they just kept it all in. Like for time, they were just TDE. It wasn't like they were with Interscope or nothing. They were just TDE. And they've built that. And they saying, but these are all like-minded people in the sense that they're all chasing one thing to be individual and make a mark on your own, not trying to be, yo, I want to fit in with this person. I want to fit in with that. And that, that's, that's, that's where I say, yeah, that kind of team community is good because they're all leaders in their own rights. But together, they're freaking powerful. See it? Yeah, man, like, it's important, man. It's important that, like, yeah, those of us who are, who are aware, who, who've, who've, like, whose eyes have been opened, like, it's very important that we, we come together and, let me share something that's going to, you know what I mean, leave, like, a mark for the next, the next individuals coming up. Is legacy something that you focus on? Yeah, man, legacy is my, 
<laughs> legacy is one of my main drives. One of my main drives, man. Like I say all the time, all the time, everyone who knows me is like, yo, like, I'm about legacy, man. I'm about leaving something behind, man. I've always said it. Like, I want to, I'm not trying to leave this earth without making a change. Like, Changing if, what? Because I noticed that, um, it's not hard to notice that your recent drops from the Blue Daisy stuff mm. is very socially and politically critical mm. you're not trying to fucking make that a secret at all what was the hashtag <laughs> fuck david fuck cameron fuck david cameron fucking all day <laughs> so like why 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 is it important no, for you man. to do that <laughs> <laughs> um now nah, you know what it is it's not just david cameron like i'm just going david cameron because he's a guy who it's what he represents yeah and i'm directly there like do you know what i mean me and i'm directly in contact with this guy like not like whoa yo what's up bro <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, you know what I mean like he's controlling what's going on in my environment yeah. or he's having the last say or whatever do you know what I mean but I'm talking about the system I'm talking about how like, any like the way our social structure is built is built by man I'm all about anarchy like and like, people I think like people have mistaken what anarchy means anarchy is has a yeah. negative connotation yeah people think oh yeah i'm just out here like yo anarchy i just want to go and start kicking up policemen in that <laughs> if it's in hindsight then to look at that objectively anarchy is actually a positive word if you look at what the system represents segregation classism racism all of this stuff mm. keeping you down as opposed to making you as great as you can be anarchy is actually a positive word because yeah. it represents the fight against evil essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it represents the fight against Oppression, yeah, oppression. The system, like a syst system, is systematically yeah, oppressive. Yeah. So to be an anarchist is basically to be a revolutionary, to fight yeah. against that oppressive system. Why do you take that responsibility onto yourself then? I don't take it like it's not even like I take it onto myself. What I want people to understand, I'm a free man. Like people always say, yeah, you can never be free. You can never be free. Like you know, you're never. I'm a free man because my mind is free. Like I do whatever the fuck I want to do. Like obviously there's the law of the land. I don't I don't want I don't want to upset my mum and end up in jail for what no what no because my mum is obviously she's 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 part of the society isn't it she she doesn't understand where I'm coming from but really if my mum was there saying yeah like just be you be free doesn't matter what happens I would I would do things that would end me in jail like not. Not even like for violent reasons or nothing. It's just for the simple fact that yo, I'm fighting for what I believe in. You get me? Like, if I'm standing there and I feel like fucking David Cameron's made this decision on the Syria thing, bros, I'll go there and I'll slap him. <laughs> if I could, I'll slap him up, man. Knock some sense into Technically, it. <laughs> all you have to do is get Parliament, yeah, to vote you in to slap David Cameron. And you can get away with it if you can. If you he can go and bomb Syria and kill innocent people, yeah. If you can Yo. go and lick him one time and get approved, it, yeah, it's true. Well, it's yummy. You know I mean? It's like, but I'm not. I'm not necessarily taking upon myself to make this this um change. What I'm doing is trying to encourage others. And get them to understand that you can be you. Like, don't doesn't matter what society says. Society tell you you need to have a mortgage by your by the time you're thirty. You need to be married by the time you're thirty-three. You to have kids by the time you're rare, rare. Nah, just do you. Like when you die, all that doesn't mean nothing. 
yeah, man, if you've lived a life based on rules that society has given you or like living up to society's um, expectations. expectations of you, what life have you really lived? Have you really lived your life? No, you haven't. Like, just be you. I mean, be you, be free. Like, fuck everything else. Fuck what anyone else is. Like, I've gone through the time where... I come from an African background. Like, my parents are West African from Ghana. Like, me turning around to them saying that, yeah, I'm going to be a musician, dropping out of law. Like, even when I told my mom I was going to be a plumber, <laughs> she said to me, why the hell do you want to be cleaning up shit, other people's shit and that? Like, and plumbing, you get good money from that. You get me? But, no, my mom didn't want to hear that. She wants to hear doctors or, like, lawyer I've had to fight through that when I dropped out of uni it was the next thing it's like yeah I dropped out of uni because I want to concentrate on music fully huh you want to what <laughs> bro it's mad you get me so I've lived through that I've gone through that and I'm sure like a lot of people a lot of Africans like who not even Africans there's a lot of individuals I think, yeah I think that's a pretty universal yeah universal like yeah I mean like there's a lot of people who've gone kind of like lived through that and like seen that and there's a lot of people who have like fallen victim to that pressure and gone on to do things that they don't want to do just to please so and so i'm not in this life to try and please anybody like i'm i'm here to like live my life be good make sure my people around me, my family and my closest loved ones friends around me are good i'm here to try and like do you know what i mean be some kind of role model to, to to my friends, to my loved ones, to my siblings, to cousins, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just want people to see that I'm I'm happy, even through the downs. Like, yeah, I'm, everyone is gonna go through that stress. Everyone's gonna go through that stress, but I'm happy because I am doing what I love to do. Like, I don't think about when my next paycheck is coming. I don't think about oh yo, how am I gonna pay the rent? Like one way or the other something do you know what I mean something comes through something happens like there's somebody or someone or something that's got me because I'm doing what I love like, I'm believing in myself I'm believing in my passion my beliefs and like not thinking yo I need to make sure I'm making 10 bags a show or you know I mean 20 bags a beat like, ah like nah I'm thinking yo I want to make I want to make a mark on this in, in life like I always say that popular culture I want to make a mark in popular culture I'm not trying to say yo I'm, I'm going to change the whole popular culture no but I want to make a mark in popular culture in such a way where people will like notice and be like okay he done that and he done it his own way so how does it make you feel when you see uh, David Bowie passed away but then you see the thousands of people in the streets of Brixton singing his songs you know what it is yeah and I, I've been saying it since the day David Bowie passed which is mad by the way I was going to say this now now we're on the podcast I had a dream the night like the night before I woke up I heard David Bowie had died I had a dream of David Bowie in my dream you're the third person that I've heard say that yeah I'm thinking, Rah. but David Bowie is someone who lived the life that he wanted to live. And he done it in such a way, it's like his life was a musical, man. Yeah, his life was actually a theatre show. He went out on He went album. out on a... Bruvs, how could you, how could your last freaking... Album be called Black, Black Star. Black Star. And how could your last 
tweet your last follow on Twitter be tweets by God. And like the that tweet that Twitter account tweet saying David Barry was a real god. Like you went out with all kinds of mad like you he knew, turned his death into an exhibition. And, exactly. Like you ain't gonna forget that. And there's no there's no Never. I don't I don't feel like there's any like other it gives me goosebumps just thinking rubs. about I don't that that dedication to your art to be you know what I'm gonna take this tragic moment that I'm going through right now yep. and I'm gonna turn it into a capsule where anyone can get inside of and travel to that point and thanks to David Bowie we now can experience death without ever having to die you know like there's martyrdom have you ever seen the film Martyrs no. so it's like it's a cult it's a group of people who basically kidnap people mm. and they torture them to within an inch of their life to where they die and can be brought back. Right. So right. then they use those um, scapegoats or whatever, or vessels essentially, to then tell them about the experience. So how was right. it to die? Okay. He's done that and and encapsulated it into a, into a CD and a group of videos and stuff. To, we can actually listen what it sounds like to be face to face with death Rubs. and that to me is like and then seeing all of these people dancing in the street for David Bowie yeah if that is not the bare minimum that you want from your existence on life then you're underselling yourself like he's the perfect example of like I'm gonna be me I'm gonna do everything I wanna do like I'm gonna be Ziggy Stardust. Even though today. he was Ziggy Stardust or like Major Tom or whatever, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was still extensions of him. Yeah, you know, and like passing away, he left behind. He left a legacy. He passed away. I feel the way that you're supposed to pass yeah, away. Yeah, like, not in pain or discomfort or whatever. He took his fate. He took it like a champ. He didn't try fight against it, and he turned it into something incredible. And he didn't. And worse than the best thing about it, he wasn't out here going, "Oh, I'm dying." Bros, this guy, I didn't even know David Bowie was on his deathbed. No one did. Literally. It's the maddest thing. His closest friend of 40 years got an email the night before. An it's anonymous insane. email. Like you're doing crazy nine, ten minute videos. <laughs> like music videos. Like doing, and they intense as well. The music videos are intense as yeah, well. Yeah, the Lazarus just, one. Is yeah, man. And I'm thinking to myself, it's oh. all there, even in Lazarus. Yeah. Like, that's the story of a man who died and was miraculously no born. He didn't even, he didn't put out there like, oh yeah, I want the sympathy, I want... Nah, he knew he was going to die. He knew it. That's because me, him as an artist, he sees that death isn't actually that much of a bad thing. It's not. Like anyone who's been that close to death will, will know that... It, well, actually, generalizing just from my own experiences, but it's not that experience of terror, of, it's a, of, you know of it's, acceptance. It's like, and, again, and, again, it is society, the way society has been built, the structures that have been built in society is that it's fear. Yeah, me? the only reason that you're scared of dying is because you don't want to lose all of the stuff that you you've gained. You don't want to lose, and also, like we've, like we have to understand, like this world has been built on religious, um, that like, religious kind of like um, practices, mm. like commandments, and uh, no matter whether you're Christian, Muslim, Jewish, whatever, like everyone's got their own beliefs. Some people, like you, get people who are free like I think the Buddhists they don't mind the death it's not really a to me yeah Buddhism is like it's kind of goes against the laws of why we're here as well even though it's more it's a one of the better religions mm. but to me to sit in a mountain not acknowledge that you're a Buddhist to 
pray literally four times a day for four hours a day like all of those things also goes against the reason of why I believe us to be here. And that reason I believe us to be here is to experience in the third dimension, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. to actually feel things with your hands and your, your and see things with your eyes and hear things with your ear and taste things with your tongue. So even, even though Buddhism is more of a peaceful approach to religion, I still think that it robs you of the only reason that you are here. And that is to fuck, to run. <laughs> to laugh to cry mm. to be scared like all of those things like it's cool to be accepting that you're here and that you're alive mm. but it's another thing to accept that and then just wade head first into the fucking yeah mess of but you life. See, like for me like i totally hear everything you're saying but for me it's like again for whatever reason or for whatever kind of whatever path you want to take in life yeah you take it yeah, I'm not. I'm not discrediting them. Yeah, yeah, me is that, and that, that that's one thing that that's what I'm saying with society about about death. Like society has put a taboo on death, has made it to be such a, a grievous um, occurrence in one's life. And really, it's like nobody here knows what death really is. One like no one, nobody no one certain. Like, no one for certain knows really what happens when we're gone. Like we'll get all speculations in this world everything like I think inside of us we do know though I don't I don't think we do I don't like people are scared to die because let's get take Christians for example some Christians are scared to die because they're gonna be banished to heaven or hell it's heaven or hell like they don't know how they're gonna die it's like you know what I mean it's like like um same like I can't speak for anyone else but really like I come from a Christian background I come from like my dad is Christian, like siblings, and yeah, death is one of them things where it's like yeah, heaven or hell. It's a fear factor. Like, I can't, I'm, I can't have that fear in me. Like fear is crippling. Like it's a crippling, it's a crippling demon. Like to have in your life, like fear is like I can't be scared. I'm a fear. anything I do, I do it without fear. I can't go in there and think yo, there's a possibility that I may fail here because that is fear. I'm not scared to fail. What's the difference between fear and vulnerability? Because there are times where you might get out of your comfort zone and be like, I'm aware I'm out of my comfort zone because what I'm doing right now makes me vulnerable or makes me exposed. Yeah, but you adapt, isn't it? Yeah. You adapt, but you won't adapt if you're scared to step out of your comfort zone. Like, you being vulnerable doesn't make, doesn't, vulnerability, there's nothing wrong with you being vulnerable. Nah, that's what I'm there's saying. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, in fact, vulnerability strengthens you because you're going to go through certain situations as a vulnerable person and like you know you're gonna get attacked you come out of those that that situation you're gonna come out stronger you're gonna look back and say yo but if you go into that thing vulnerable and scared you're definitely gonna get broken down when i first started making music i didn't have to be a piano i'll step into a room with confidence and say yo i'm a music producer <laughs> you get me like like i remember this one time yeah what like <laughs> this is so funny but really a wise man once told me yeah the best thing you could do is walk into a room. If you want to get something, walk into a room and talk like you know what you're talking about. I do it all the time. I lie all just the time. Blag it. I literally lie all the time. Literally, just blag it. You get me? It's like those are the ones. It's like you get in there. It's like yo, that guy has made it to the top house because he just he spoke. He actually spoke. Like he did the talk. He walked the talk. Talk the talk. Like all of that. Like he did it. But he done it without without fear. When I'm on stage. 
man, there's one guy come up to me after one of my shows and said, yo, I saw you on stage, yeah? And like, he saw me afterwards. And he goes, yeah, when I saw you on stage, I expected you to be like seven foot or something like that. But he saw me afterwards, he's like, yeah, but you're the same height as me. He's like, but when you're on stage, you're just like, your whole presence is like, yeah. Because when I'm on stage, I, I know, bros. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> there's no fear. You get me? There's no fear. Like, I'm on that stage like I'm in my zone. I'm in. I'm. My, I'm there with confidence. Like, yeah. if you're there, to, if you like me, if you don't, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna stand my ground because I have no fear in me. And that's how. Like, that's that's the one thing I always say is that with the way society's been built, we've been built on. We've been built like a lot of it's fear. It's like we're scared. We're scared to not be um comfortable, financially stable. We're scared that, oh, man, if we don't have kids, this person's going to look at us funny. We're scared that, oh, yeah, man, if I don't get married, oh, I'm going to, oh, we're scared that if I have a baby outside wedlock, people are going to call me this. And, like, that is all society putting, like, people don't see it, but it's fear. You get me? And I can't have that. Like, I'm not looking at it thinking, right, like, right, imagine man hits 40 and I'm still trying to, like, get a yard. <laughs> I don't care, though. Cause that's all material things. Like, those things are going to come and go. Really, when man hits 40, I want to be saying, yo, I am spiritually, like, successful. I am so rich. I'm spiritually retiring. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> yo. I want to be spiritually I, yeah, retired by 30. Me. Trust me. Like, it's I want not... to have seen every corner of this world. I want to experience everything. <laughs> so by the time I'm 30, I can literally just have, like, I can be a fucking Buddhist, innit? <laughs> but up until that point, yeah, well, I am spiritually yeah, curious yeah. and I want to experience every part of culture of the world. I want to experience everything that, every emotion that yeah. you could possibly feel yeah. at the same time. Like, up until that point. Yeah, I hear you. And I do feel like some, a lot of the time, I'm scared a lot of the time, but it's not crippling. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it's It's energy. It's like, it's like a really strong vibration. You know when you hear like a, a really low frequency bass note mm. Mm. and it's, yeah, and, it's yeah. and it gives you like goosebumps and stuff. Yeah. To me, that's what fear is. It's still, your kind of fear would, to me would be silence mm. of where you're just paralyzed and there's nothing. Mm. Yeah, Whereas that yeah, is yeah. like, and it yeah. still, it drives me forward. Yeah. It can still drive me forward. So I'm scared a lot of the time. I'm scared before I put this podcast out. I'm scared before I put the last one out. I'm scared every time I sit behind a fucking keyboard. I'm scared yeah, every time I, I go to a video shoot. But you know what it is? I don't think it's, it's fear that it's just more that you're doing something that you're passionate about. Yeah. So it's like, like when I'm like Dark and the Blue, my last album, like before that album came, like I was sitting there, like I was sitting there with Judy all the time, like, going, yo, I'm scared for this thing to come out. Like, it's not going to stop you putting it's it out. It's not going to stop me putting out, but I was, scared, I was scared in the sense that I was like, I'm putting a vulnerable side out, out mm. of me, like a part of me that no one really sees. Because I'm always out there like, yeah, do you want, I don't need well, to no show you. no one had ever seen. No one's ever seen. Like, you hear me? Like, I'm putting it out there like, my closest ones around me, yeah. Like, not even like my family members have mm. seen like some of the things that I'm seeing on like my album. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's not necessarily fear. It's just that, again, it's that vulnerability factor. But we, we, you can get that kind of like mixed up with fear. But it's a drive, it's the adrenaline, it's like the nerves. Yeah. But those, are, it's not fear. Fear. When I'm talking about fear, I, I'm literally talking about yo. I'm scared to do this. Yeah. You're not scared to do it because you were scared to do it. You won't even sit behind the piano and do it. True. You get me? That's not scared. You're not scared. But I would say though that I do have a big fear yeah, of of realizing that I'm an imposter. 
Mm. I don't know if you have, you probably don't from the way you're speaking. But whenever I make something, yeah, and it's good, I feel like I've done it by accident. So then the next time I'm about to do it, I'm always scared. Like, all right, fuck it. I put my hands up. This is the day I get exposed. Oh, it's this free is your mind. This is the day that I get exposed. But this is the thing. It's a driving force because it makes me make sure I'm not going to get exposed again, today. Yeah. And if I can keep that going for 80 years, yeah, <laughs> I'm calm. Yeah, you know you know what, dude? Like, my thing is that, yeah, like, I, I'm not... I'm but not, that, again, yeah, I'm thinking that that only really comes back down to other people's judgment of yeah. me. So yeah, you're right. I do have to free myself from the judgment of, of other people yeah. and that the quality of my product doesn't even fucking concern anybody else. It it's man, internal. It's, do I like it? It's good. That I can never be exposed. Yeah. And it's just true. Be true. Just be true to yourself the whole time. You know what I mean? Just be true to yourself and like, yeah, you stop. don't think about no, what anyone else's opinion is going to yeah. be about you, about what you're doing, about what you want to say. It's like, bro, I'm going to say what I need to say. Like, you can't tell me that yo, what I'm saying is wrong. At the end of the day, it's my opinion. Like, you can't tell someone their opinion is wrong. That's true. Like, that's their opinion. That's you can their... say whether you don't like you can, it or yeah, not. You can say, yeah, but you, you can, can say I don't agree with it. You can say I don't like it. But I am free to speak my mind. In the first podcast, one of my points was quality comes last. So mm-hmm. if you're focusing on the quality of a product, mm-hmm. you've, you've lost from the start. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to make sure that it's honest and it's authentic yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like... You have to, yeah. As long as it's your opinion and it's true to you, mm-hmm. and you can fucking stand behind it one hundred percent. At the end of the day, you're like really, you have to look at it this way. Like, if you're doing something true, like really true, and with real passion, like the quality is gonna come because you're not gonna do anything that's really true to you and really true to your heart and do it half-heartedly. Mm-hmm. You get me? Because you're gonna you're gonna know, you're gonna realize. Okay, it's the first time I've done this, but I know I can take it to that next step. Like where I am now with my production. When I first got, when my brother bought me my first ever MIDI keyboard, I would, my fingers are like stiff. I didn't know how to freaking press these things, like these keys, because I was so used to drawing stuff in on the like, on my PC and that on Fruit Loops. I got my first MIDI keyboard, I was like, yo, this hurts. But you know what? I carried on. Get me, I carried on doing it, carried on doing it, and I did it with passion, with my heart. I said, you know what, I believe in what I'm doing right now. I'm gonna make sure I get to where I need to get. When I made my first album, I made it, it's like, yo, sick, I made my first album, it's the album I wanted to make. I said, I'm not gonna make a second album until I learn how to play the piano. I learned, I learned how to play the piano, and like, I taught myself how to play the piano in like eight months. Sitting in my studio, sat behind the piano, and played, 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 like for hours on ends on a daily basis. Like. I would I would say that I taught myself piano in a year, but you're so much more levels than I am. Yeah, you must have spent time <laughs> behind Bro, that but piano. It's like you, you know, I, I spent time behind that piano. Yeah, but listen, thing is like you look at drummers, the sickest drummers. Yeah, you see Whiplash. Have you seen Whiplash? Yeah, yeah. Whiplash. You see how man's blisters and that. That's, that's me with a guitar, literally <laughs> bleeding fingers, like trying to learn how Bro, to play this but fucking that's, guitar. You know what is? That's heart and passion. Mm. So you're never gonna do that and not reach a like reach that quality level if you're doing it for the reason like oh yeah i want to fit in again again that whole thing i want to fit in i want to please this person you're always going to fail you're always going to get exposed something's going to come out and you're always going to get exposed like you cannot try and be something that you're not like how are you going to do that (laughs) darkness will always be brought to the light that's true truth always prevails and there's there's such a gap as well in 
the creations at the moment of like popular culture. So it's actually easy to fit in. The hole is so big, it's so vacant that we're missing heart and soul yep. and energy. Yep. That's fucking easy to fake your way and get into that easy. gap. It's so easy. It's easy. You don't have to do much nowadays. You don't have to do nothing. <laughs> Literally, get, people get, get AOA base. People are making their yeah. first ever beats, yeah, and it's becoming palatable, and people are listening to it, like listening to it. Can you imagine, yeah, people listening to your first ever tune oh, it's, it's the mad. way people listen to people's first it's tunes mad. now? It's mad. It's mad. It's mad. That's not to say that you can't make a banger your first go round. You might be a fucking genius, but yeah, yeah. I st- I'm saying the bar of entry right now is so low. Bro, the levels. The levels in this game has been low for so long. I'm thankful for that slightly because it's so trying long. to make music. Yeah, but you know what it is? I, I, you, I could say I'm thankful for it, but at the same time, I can't because when you actually do something that's going to be forward thinking and push, uh, pushing the boundaries of people's mentalities and how people actually see music, it becomes a problem they feel like oh man this is too hard for me to actually break down yeah you desensitize you know I mean? your audience yeah. to feeling any kind of emotion like you, not, you you dumb them down you like the way it's gone now is that people's like way of thinking like imagine in the 90s at 90s reaching early 2000s like you had Portishead massive you had people like massive attack in the charts you had Bjork Port in the charts Bjork yeah either Bjork now is, a, is an anomaly or a black sheep or whatever but back in the day Bjork was the Bro, one. Bjork but you look at Twigs. Let's look at Twigs. Yeah, but you know what? Again, like, Twigs, it's good what she's doing, right? Yeah. But she's just another, she's a new age Bjork. Yeah. Yeah, but no doubt Bjork was a new age someone. No. Really? That's my whole thing. Bjork came out with such, like, in the, like obviously, like, everything's remade, but the yeah. way it's remade, like, I can't, with Twigs... Like, everything's I, catted anyway because I, yeah it, I res- no but anyways I respect what Twigs does but I can't and I'm totally honest I don't listen to Twigs' music without I don't think anybody does I don't think there's a couple songs that you might put on there's, mm. uh, her first EP uh, LP EP1 mm. you can put that on if you're yeah, with yeah, a girl yeah, yeah. First, you first, can put that on his palette yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was listening to that stuff yeah, yeah definitely I see her stuff more as an art exhibition was mm. where I need it's a visual audio experience Songs like Pappy Pacify, um, Hours, uh, Two Weeks, Mm -hmm. those tunes are fantastic Mm -hmm. musically and they Mm -hmm. are the singles. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're right. It's hard to to listen to the whole way through and stand behind and go, this is great music. It's expressive music. It's different music. It's unique. It's not like like Bjork. Massive Attack. I listen to the whole Massive Attack album without watching one video. Yeah. Bjork, I listen to the whole Bjork album without listening to watching one video. And a Massive Attack to part and Bjork to partner that Part Yeah. It gives you a whole new perspective on the thing. Like it's mad. Like and you that's what I'm saying, like the levels that they were in those times. Like even the hip hop. You wanna look and look at hip hop and look at the hip hop from the eighties up to the nineties era and see the quality that was there. Yeah. And you go into the two thousands. And you see how bubblegum raps are coming in. And money started to get pumped start into coming. that industry. It's insane. It's insane. Like the levels, again, it's the powers that be. They've they seen something. It's like, all right, cool, yeah, you know what? Big brother society. I'm gonna control this. I'm gonna control this thing. Yeah, they see any form of expression or any form of like just purity. It's yeah. just purity. And then they they put their cancer into it, which is fucking money, yep. and then watch it spread like it's the plague. The next thing, and, it's, and then it just goes horrible. Like the levels, the levels are different now, man. That's why when I see when I see like new eyes coming out, and I see people again, goes back to like me getting in touch with you. When I see people who are actually supporting stuff that have got 
Do you know what I mean high quality levels to them? I'm like, yes. Like you're hearing people who are coming out with quality stuff. Like you're hearing the Koji Radicals coming out, bringing like hard stuff. Like, do you know what I mean? Like spitting real things and the production behind it. Shout yeah. out to New Machine. Yeah. Like on something like Open Hand. It's, it's thumping. Do you get me? Other people inspire you a lot. Is that why you've been uh, producing for a lot and collaborating with a lot of artists recently? Yeah, man. Like, I like, I've been working, like, obviously, yeah, I'm a, I'm a producer first and foremost before anything. Like, the artist thing came in the last few years, really. And me being vocal, like, being a vocal kind of artist came in the last few years. Um, but I literally started off as a producer. Like, my first release, I all I did was make a beat and have a single feature on it. My first few releases were that. My, my first album, my whole album, all I did was make the beats and get people a feature on the beats you know what I mean like I've always seen myself as a producer and it's mad because I've never gone out to try and find people like that I work with it's always been this thing where I'll come across them and it's like there'll be something that's just there I'll be like oh I'm gonna check this person out that seems like the way you kind of do every kind of relationship yeah yeah it, I mean yeah it's, it's that it's like again because I'm such an energy I'm all about energy innit and it's mad that like it's mad how you can feel that from the internet yeah you get me there's something there's always something that you 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 all pick up and be like okay cool i need to like link up with this like i like, even that like, for example connie connie's one was connie constance connie constance yeah it was like it was mad it was mad like like um calvin calvin denbar brought her in here and like yeah he's like yeah my girl sings in that and like i'm just there thinking what Bro, you can't do, you can't do that. Thanks, you can't be bringing me. Yeah, yeah. Like, right, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> but Connie was out here. Like straight away, I could just feel this girl's presence. Anyway, so I walked in for raw. Like you, you're you you got that good energy. Like you, you're saying about you. So even when he said that, I was, even though I was like, oh, yeah, it's like, alright, cool. I'll give it a try. And like, I didn't try to walk out. And I was like, cool. I was like, you got anything? She played me a couple of things like of her iPhone and she's got one recording on her SoundCloud that she recorded on her iPhone, but she still put up on the SoundCloud as like a little thing. And it sounded sick. I was like, yo, like, this is what I'm talking about. Do you know what I mean? Like, she didn't care that she wasn't a trained singer or nothing, but she believed in what she was doing. And that when we got in, from there when we got in, like, we were in the studio like, like regularly. For like the like nine months straight, Connie being Connie being, and she taught me things, like not necessarily like hands on teaching, but it was like she will write something or lay something down, and it will bring it will put something in my head, be like, rah, I could take the sound to this direction. Do you know what I mean? It's like, or she just be not even she she just be sitting there, and just be nah, I'm in the way, I'm playing the keys. Or whatever, and the shoes. Oh yeah, I got something. Lay down. I haven't even got nothing. I've just got like a little loop. Lays down. Like oh, <laughs> we could do that then, isn't it? You get me? And it's like that's how I've I've always kind of like worked. Like I'm I'm a, I'm someone who, in a sense, like I I like to see myself as a visionary. You get me? Like I see things. Like I'll like I'll be. I'll be making like a tune with like a singer. She record, go away. She, he, record, go away. Um, 
I'll be there producing the track and I'll literally hear something that's not in the song. Literally hear like, oh my gosh, wait, where's that note? Where's that note? Where's that note? Like, nah, it's not in the song. Type in that, go, all right, cool, I'm playing. It's the power, there's powers there. Like, once you're, once you're so inclined, like, another thing as well, it's because I'm so like, inclined in myself. Like, I'm a one in myself. I know myself so well. Like, when I meet someone else, I meet other people who know themselves too. Yeah. We're going to connect. If you, even if you don't know yourself, I'm going to bring yourself out of you. You get me? Like, I know I, I'm around, like, I'm a shy guy. Like really intrigued that people see me as like, oh yeah, if I'm running for comfortable with you, you're gonna get you're gonna get parts of me. You'll never get the full, full whack with me. Nah. You get parts of me, but really intrigued. Like before all this thing, like, man, I was a I was a guy who couldn't who didn't speak. They used to call me boy in the corner. Cause I'd just be in the corner and not chat. I really wouldn't talk. I just didn't know how to interact with people. I didn't know how to speak because I was this shy, reserved in myself. I wasn't confident in myself. I didn't know how to open up. So now it's like when I'm meeting people who I can see that you guys, you could be freaking, you could be someone, you could be something. I'm going to bring that out of you because I know how it feels. I know what that feeling is like being caged in, but having so many thoughts in your brain just like just running around. There's like little freaking things getting in your brain and it's just eating away. You're like, bro, I just want to, I want to get it out. And that's why as a producer, that's what I tend to do with artists. Every time an artist comes in here, it's like, I'm not, I always say to them, I'm not here to try and put my sound onto you. I want to bring you out. Get me? I want to bring you, I want you to come here and show me something that I can take away and go, all right, cool. Let me like paint this and <laughs> mix this up in the bowl. Add a couple of little sprinkles here and there. Boom. We're going to create something together. And that way, we'll, we'll have, we'll build time. Like, Connie's sound is different from any other artist that I work with. Grace Aklanda's sound is different from any other singer that I work with. Like, Jelani Blackman is different from any other artist that I work with. Because they all bring themselves to me. You get me? And I'm, like, I'm there to bring them out. That's what, that's the main role of a producer. It's not like, yeah, you're making the sickest beats. Nah, man, you can make the sickest beats. You're just a beat maker. Like, and I'm not, I'm not, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking anyone for doing what they're doing. Yeah, obviously, do what you do, but, like, where it's been, like, time has gone to a place where people have blurred the lines between a producer and a beat maker. Get me, or a creative director and, I don't know, someone who, or an A&R. And A&R's not a creative director, really, like, but people like A&R think, oh, yeah, all right, so we just do this and do that, do that. You don't know one thing. You don't, you don't know what you're talking about, bro. That's why you get. <laughs> so you're getting bare like good artists who are just flopping. Mm-hmm. You think you're a creative director, but no, you're not, man. You just picked up. You just picked up someone you think, oh yeah, it's gonna be hot, but you have no creative vision. You get me? It's like same way for a producer. It's like, yeah, you made the sick beat, but someone's gonna spit on it. Where are you gonna take it? How are you gonna make it? You know I mean, that's what I'm saying again. It's like perfect your craft. Like, take time. Yeah. Get me, like, sit down, like, sit behind piano. Like, play it, like, sit behind your computer, sit behind your laptop. Take time. Just spend hours. Lock yourself away. Spend hours. Don't rush to put things out. Don't rush to be, to fit in somewhere. Just take time and find you. 
get me like find yourself like no one's gonna teach you how to be a producer uh-huh. and nobody teach you how to produce because they teach you how to do it but no one's every producer has got their own thing you get me like rick rubin is one of the greatest producers on this planet but Rick Rubin doesn't necessarily have to touch one button. Kanye calls, says he's not a producer, he's a reducer. Because <laughs> he strips back, yeah? He says Rick but Rubin is, will come into a room yeah, and say, and Kanye, get rid of that, get rid that, of that, that, and that, 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 and he'll that. make that button. And he takes it out and it's better. But that is what a producer is. Like, a producer can see a vision. Like, I remember like, I remember the day, the day that it, it coined, the coin dropped for me, I realised, raw. Like, if this is my first album, like, layers upon layers upon layers upon layers, like, I'm there thinking, yeah, that's sick, that's sick, that's sick. I'm just laying stuff up. Really, like, I've got to a point where, like, for example, you got Connie Concert's new um, latest one, Answer. Like, you listen to, if I play you that beat alone, it's, it's literally nothing. <laughs> it's like, it's like a beat with, like, chords, a guitar and some tambourines. Well, wow, that's what we had at one point in life. <laughs> you get, you know? But it's stripped back. Like, on the old me, I would have made a huge theme like, yo... Let's bring this in and let's do this and let's do it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> go nuts, you get me? But it's like, yeah, when you get like you get to a level where you're able to pull out, even though it sounds sick, like I'm who I can't I don't know where I read it. I read it somewhere where it's like, you you know what, yeah, you know, you know you're good at what you do when you hear like the sickest bass line, but you just know uh it's too much. It's just too much to go into a tune. It's like, yeah, you take it out and you read it, oh, Hey, that's real. Like that's why I say Ruben is one of the greatest because like he doesn't have to touch anything. He'll be in there, and he'll say, right, "Um, what was the band?" There's one band that said that he Rick Ruben just comes to the studio and just lies down on the sofa. Um, I know who you're talking about. Oh, who is it? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, that's gonna bug me. Well, basically, Ruben comes down, comes to the studio, lies takes on the sofa, shoes off, takes shoes off, lies on the sofa, and just says, "Yeah, that needs to go." <laughs> what? Like that's a bad boy. That's a real visionist, there. You know what I mean? That's a real visionist. Like that's like, yo, man, come like that and go. Yep, that needs to go, and he will make your tune sound sick. Like Kanye West, who's one of the sickest producers on to ever live, who touch planet and our generation. If not, like, if not our generation, just, like, ever, like, he goes to Rick Rubin. That's a producer going to a producer. Rick Rubin's a producer's producer. That's like a god going to a god for answers. (laughs) It's insane. It's insane. If Kanye is a god, like he says he is, (laughs) then what the fuck is is Rick Rubin? And the best thing is, Rick Rubin would never say that shit. He's like, yeah, he's just like, shoes off, living in a caravan, like, you get me? And it's like, yeah, but that's the thing though. It's like, um, with the production thing is like, I, I respect, I respect people who understand their craft. You get me? I'm all about like, it doesn't matter what it's going to take you 10 years. Like, let's look at like, great example is Skepta and JME. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't uh, say JME though. No, no. I'll say JME because Jamie's stuck with grime. Yeah, but he's whole... known himself. Yeah, no, and he's no, never strayed. Mm, you see, he's known. He's known himself. He's known himself, but he's also perfected his craft to be able to yeah, stick yeah, to yeah, what yeah. he's doing. You get me? And the same thing with like with Skepta. It's like, yeah, 
like Skepta has gone into the industry, the the, the, the um, areas of like trying to do mainstream and stuff like yeah. that. But come back and gone. You know what? I know I'm going to perfect what I do. This is what I do. Like I represent a certain, I mean, a, a certain um, demo, demographic or a certain environment. I mean, like I'm going to represent that, but I'm going to perfect it and make sure when it comes, it's going to smash. Get me? It's like that's that's what you need to be doing. It's like when people go away for four years, you're like, oh, where are they gone? Where are they gone? Where are they gone? And they drop an album nowhere, and that album sounds sick. You're like, that's where they've gone. Yeah, I mean, that's where they're going to go and perfect their craft. Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean. What people are asking about Frank Ocean is down to like the um, internet era, like generation that we're living in right now, Generation X. Like, yeah, they, they want, want a fucking album so every year. Yeah, every fucking every, day they want every a new day song. they want like in the time that we're living. In. That's one of the reasons why quality levels are going down because people are just putting stuff out on a daily basis to keep up. Like I, I as an artist has never, I've never done that. Like I will put. Cause in my first year of releasing, I think I put out like two releases. I put out my first two EPs. Second year, I did about the same thing, about two, three EPs. The next year, I think I did, I dropped my album, mm. my debut album. After my debut album, I didn't really do much. Like I put little bits here and there for four and a half years to put like fuck a rap song out. On what else did I put out? I said you give a fuck or something. I did some little pieces. Then I came back and put Dark and the Blue out. And for me, Dark and the Blue is one of the most accomplished albums I've made. Um, not even just albums, one of the most accomplished body of work that I've actually, bodies of work that I've actually done. Like, I listened to it myself, like, listened to the instrumentals and the production behind it and how I was able to structure certain things in that. Like, when I listened to the, the title track, Dark and the Blue, I still listen to it and think to myself, rah. Why did I do that at the end with those drums? Like, the drums go mad j- jazzy. And I'm like, I listen to it thinking, I'm sick, you know? <laughs> Yo! I nah, think it's like, important to acknowledge bro, that, that you're sick all the time. Like, I'm not, I'm not someone out here. Like, that's not a thing as well. You have to understand. Like, I'm not, I don't, when I say these things, I don't say it in an arrogant way. I don't say it like, Yo, I'm the baddest out here. I'm better than this I'm, person. You say that you're shit more times than you say that bro, you're sick. Yeah, like, I'm, but I'm confident in what I do as well. Yeah, you yeah. get me? So it's like, it doesn't matter what anyone else can come tell me. I know I'm I'm deep at what I do. I gotta be deep at what I do. If I don't believe I'm good at I'm the best at what I do, what am I doing? What am I even doing this for? Get me? I need to be able to go into this. Like I say it. Put me in the studio with Kanye West. I will not look at Kanye West and be like, oh shit, it's Kanye West. I look at Kanye West and say, alright, cool, it's work. Yeah, he's just a human being. That's exactly. That's work. Like he's a human being who's got some. He's got a gift. That's work, bro. Get me? Like, I'll sit with you and be like, yeah, I'll sit in the studio with, like, I don't know, Labyrinth. Shout out to Labyrinth. Like, he's one of my favourite UK producers. What that guy, that guy's musical, like, direction, his mind is next level. Or you got Quez, who's another music producer on, like, Warping that. Like, these are, do you know what I mean? Like, these are real producers. Yeah. These are guys who know how to, like, expand something. They'll hear something from small and say yo we're going to take it to that I'm never ever going to be someone who's going to be like oh man that guy's done this he's got Grammys he's got number ones I don't care about any of that let's just sit down and we'll work let's you know create get me like that's what it's all about man it's like yeah let's just let's get into it 
Uh, we all got a vision. Let's just combine. Let's work. I gotta believe that I'm the best at what I do. You gotta believe you're the best at what I do. Like I went to this Nike thing um, la- the, um, last night. Um, Don C. And, um, he said something that was it was jokes. Like him being like the best at like knowing how to design trainers and rare rare. But he goes, yeah, but listen, I'm not trying to knock anyone else out there because everyone's there. Everyone could be their best. Do you know what I mean? Like, just be your best. I'm saying I'm being my best at what I do as well. You get me? He's like, and that's the same thing. Like for me, like I'm the best at what I do. Like I'm, I won't go into a studio with any other producer and be like, yo man, sh- you don't know what you're doing there. Let me show you our one. Nah, I'm going in there like with a humble heart. I'm learning from you. Cause you, you're going to know something that I don't know. I know I don't know anything, everything. I know I'm still learning. I know I'm still at a place where it's like, I'm growing, my sound is still growing. Every day, my sound is changing. Every session, I'm picking up something new from someone I'm working with. Get me? And that's what it is. Like, you need to, like, as, as artists as well, like, bringing it back, back round to this whole thing, is like, as artists, we need to have that open, do you know what I mean? Open mind, open spirit, open heart. And do you know what I mean? Like, not... We don't need to have those egos. When man out here going, yeah, yo, look how many plaques I got. Look how many records I sold. What does that make you? I don't, what the, so? Are you are you really an artist though? Because you ain't really an artist. You were telling me, yeah, that's what it's all about. Like artists died. There's artists out here who have died to get their record sales up. Like this, you're out here trying to like show off and tell me that you got bling. You got cars here and you got you got this chick and that chick bruvs I don't care for that I don't care for none of that like where's the art talk to me about the art show me the art get me that don't tell me that yeah you're bigger than me because you've done that nah come on what's that 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 don't make sense it don't make sense like that's not what art is about like we're out here we're sharing like I'm sharing my soul with you like, those are the guys out here who are doing it for, do you know what I mean, the recognition of this person and that person and this person. You ain't real. That's not real. That ain't real art at all. Like, again, I believe in what I do. I know I'm the best at what I do. But I am a, I'm, I'm a student in this game. I'll forever be a student in music. I'll never get to a point where I'm like, yeah, nah, I can't do that because I want to. I want to. I want to have that challenge. I want to learn. I want my brain to open up. I want new, I want like different senses to come in. Like I want to, I want to experience new touch on like on the keyboard or on, on the guitar or on the drum or I don't know, hear new ranges. You get me? Like hear vocal and be like, yo, raw, yeah. You know I mean? That's, I want to learn. But I'm still the best at what I do. <laughs> I am. That's it. I'm wrapping it up after that. <laughs> that was the monologue of all monologues, bro. <laughs> My bro. Thank you. Oh, thank you, bro. Honestly, thank you very much. <laughs> Follow Quezzy at. All right, the Instagram has changed now. So it's at Quezzy Darko, K W E S I D A R K O underscore. On Twitter, my artist name, Blue Daisy. Follow me at Blue Daisy Twit. What's your eBay? <laughs> you ain't getting shit from me, bro. <laughs> nah, A plus. Yeah. Would interview again. 
But yeah, now watch out for the new, there's new stuff coming. Yeah, everything. Connie, Connie Constance. Constance, Grace Aklanda, Jelani Blackman, Grayson Obi, El Nova, Ishmael Raps. Ravs, hey. <laughs> Just know this camp is strong. Black Acre, let's go. One thing I do at the end of every episode is the artist always plays us out on the piano. <laughs> the guy trying shit. <laughs> I'm being serious. What artist played you out on the piano? Fred Wave played me out on the first one. I played us out on the, the okay. introduction. Right, cool. Man, they're trying to get me on the piano. <laughs> Obviously, he's not mic'd up in that property, but like...